Into the Apex podcast is going on the road. Giving you the energy of motorsport from the source. We'll be trackside for the GT World Challenge, IMSA, and the NTT IndyCar Series. At Mid-Ohio, VIR, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Petit Le Mans, and the historic 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Pit now, pit now. Visit IntoTheApex.com for the latest dates and locations. of real and virtual auto sport meets mad sim racing media presents the into the apex podcast and it's into the apex with tyler and bradley we're recording from our uh, north carolina location the two of us uh, and we what better place uh, and time for two uh, north wilkesboro and wilkes county natives uh, than to talk about uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway uh, and that uh, rejuvenation project. And we've got with us uh, on this episode for a segment, uh, Stephen Wilson of Save the Speedway, one of the co-founders of that uh, effort to bring back North Wilkesboro. Uh, Stephen, we're glad to have you with us and talk about this, uh, what looks like a really promising return for the track uh, with a lot of things that were, that are happening that we'll get into. Uh, but first, uh, kind of fill us in on on. I guess the cliff note version of how this effort started uh, with Save the Speedway, because I know it's been, it's something that's not, not brand new. It's something that you guys have been grinding away at for a while now. Yeah, so Save the Speedway started around 2005, 2006 um, with Robert Marston and his dad, George Marston, um, during a trip down south. Um, they big race fans and had remembered North Wilkesboro back in the day, so as they were making their way down south, they um, stopped in at the track and got to talk to the caretaker and take a look around the track, which kind of led to the idea of poking around just to see if there was any uh, anybody interested in trying to do something with the track. Uh, there were a couple of groups at the time that were kind of loosely organized, and they they um, were trying to make an effort by putting together a, a you know somebody to come in or to, to at least ask the owners to do something with it. Um, and it, it, it seemed like they were so loosely organized that Rob and his dad, um, you know, thought that it might be a good idea to put together a more formal organized group to do this, which kind of led to the creation of Save the Speedway. And I came on board right there at um, the beginning of all of this, uh, helping them out. And, um, you know, that just kind of led us down the path of, uh, you know, since it was so loosely organized, nobody had ever really looked into the fact of, well, what even needs to be done to the place to get it reopened? And the second question was, if somebody were to reopen it and put some money into it, what, what, what would even come there? What mm-hmm. events could it even hold? So that led to a couple year long process to um, really de- dive deep into some of those questions. And by that time, um, you know, there was a lease for a couple of years and uh, that lasted for a short amount of time with about a half dozen races with another group that came in and leased the place. And, um, you know, after all that happened, it, it just wasn't the right time for us to reapproach the subject. And within the last couple of years, um, COVID kind of slowed us down a little bit, but, you know, we've uh, re-engaged into this question and, uh, well, the two questions really, and, 
um, within the last couple of uh, about month or month and a half. Um, the owners have um, seemed supportive in doing something at the track, which has led to a lot of, uh, of publicity and a lot of other people willing to get on board with this uh, effort to revive the tracks. So it's just Marcus Lamone is saying that he's willing to put some money into this, the SRX series mm-hmm. that is uh, committed to coming to the track, and then the $10 million from the governor that they proposed about two weeks ago. Oh wow the the SRX news I hadn't heard I hadn't caught that that's that's news to me that's awesome, but that would be perfect with those cars and kind of what that series is aimed for. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, this uh, that kind of came about as you know I, I, after the owner had gone on down here to download and 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 then um, you know Marco Simonis got involved kind of publicly on social media. Uh, talking about putting some money into it, it, it became kind of uh, Marcus uh, going out there and making some deals, uh, which which led to to SRX saying, "Sure, if the track is going to come out, come back and reopen, then we'll we will commit to bringing the series there." Which, uh, you know, with him now sponsoring the series, the SRX series is the Camping World Series. It, it you know, I it, you know, it's it's something that has been pretty cool to see you know somebody of marcus Simona's stature go on social media and not only say he's going to put money into it but also make those deals to bring the series there to make this effort uh successful yeah and i think he i believe bradley you were saying you saw he was talking about making a little camping world store there too yeah i saw that in the the article i read actually in the wilkes journal patriot i think it was or somewhere i saw where he had said he was going to you know, if, if that was actually something they would bring back and he would help fund it, that they would put some sort of camping world, you know, I'm sure a smaller store there, uh, which would be nice for that area. Yeah, I love how all in he is on, on it, on racing in general, stock car racing. He's, oh, yeah. He's all in, which is awesome. Um, so going back, I remember actually back when uh, the track was, I think, like you said, it was leased out for a couple of years or it looked like it was going to be coming back. Bradley and I at the time, uh, we've since moved away from the area, but we were living in Wilkes, uh, in that area, going to the college there in Wilkes County, I, I think it was, and it's been a bit, but I remember thinking, oh, the track's back, and because and, they had some races there. That's right, yeah, I remember hearing, I think it was, what, the pass? Is that what it was? I think. And it was some sort of late models, um, and we, we thought, oh, we're not going to go to this race because, oh, they'll be racing it'll, through the It'll years be right there. back. Well, so, Stephen, at that time, were you thinking – it's back. It's going to keep growing. I know that kind of faked out a lot of us locals there uh, when that happened and it kind of went away. It was really sad because we thought, well, surely that was the chance. And then thankfully now it seems really like the, a huge chance is coming. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was something that not only us, but a lot of people tried to get involved with and, you know, make this effort successful. A lot of people within Wilkes County uh, donated their time. Volunteers went out there, painted and cleaned the track up, did the work that needed to be done, and then helped volunteer at those events to make it as successful as possible. Unfortunately, it just didn't have the longevity out there that, um, you know, to diversify the events other than holding a couple of races out there. Um, to, to your point, yes, the, the past series did come there a couple of different times, including Labor Day, in 2010 when Chase Elliott won out there and then they came back um, for the final race in 2011. So, you know, Wilkes County has uh, unfortunately seen people over the years and that wasn't the only person or only group of people that had tried to go in there and do something. uh, And then just, it kind of flamed out or whatever the case, you know, may have been, but, you know, they, I think, you know, you're right that people kind of saw this as, 
um, you know, hopeful, but then, you know, again, at the same time, they were very cautious and optimistic as to how long it, you know, it would last because of just hearing, you know, group after group saying we're going to do something and then nothing ever happened. Yeah. And then, so, so now what kind of local, um, do you feel like there's a, a huge, or, I mean, really, do you think there's always been a pretty good local support, local political support, uh, to bring it back? I know, uh, we'll, we won't go too deep into local Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro, but for those not from the area, uh, Lowe's Hardware had a huge presence there, and then that kind of phased out over the years. Uh, I think I don't know if the this is really getting into Wilkes County, but there was a I think the last thing I remember them having was a, a big call center where an old mall was, and I, that was there when we moved away. But I don't even know if that's still there. Uh, it was such a big employer and presence in, in North Wilkesboro and Wilkesboro, uh, and then that kind of left. And North Wilkesboro Speedway left, and and it kind of left a spot there. Uh, so now, unfortunately, Wilkesboro may have a claim to fame. It's a Taco Bell that's sinking into the ground. <laughs> that's a very oh that's very deep North Wilkesboro knowledge or Wilkesboro knowledge for folks out there. But uh, it'd be it, it's got to be great to see. It. From what I've looked at, it looks like some of the all of the local politicians and and important people in that area uh, are fully behind it now. And I would I would bet that they always have been. Yeah, the political landscape in Wilkes County, North Wilkesboro, and Wilkesboro has changed considerably since 96. Um, you know, there was, going back to 96, you know, they, there were some butting heads back and forth, um, some tax issues and things like that, that, you know, kind of, you know, it, you know, I think kind of slowed this project down or slowed the success down. But, you know, the, the political landscape has, has kind of, it has, has changed since 96. And, and the leaders that are there in Wilkes County, as well as North Wilkesboro and Wilkesboro, um, mayors and, um, county commissioners and things like that are really supportive into getting this done because they realize and uh, realize the economic impact that this has. And not just talking about the track itself. Of course, the track would be a big driver of economics into the county. Um, but, you know, there's all these other services that would come along with it. Think about all the hotels, the gas, the food, the, 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 the cigarettes, the beer, the ice, you know, all the things that people buy while they're in town uh, and, and, and stay there and, and spend their money within Wilkes County at all these other ancillary services. So, um, you know, they, they've realized that this would be a boom for the county. And while, while Lowe's has moved a majority of their stuff out of the county uh, to Mooresville, there is some presence that is still there, but there's still a large, you know, there's a large hole of, uh, you know, economists that have left there since 96, the track, Lowe's, uh, furniture, the, you know, glass industries, et cetera, have all, um, you know, th- th- it's been a downturn for the county. And this is a potential upturn um, that can bring tens and tens of millions of dollars back into the county by just, you know, reopening the track and putting people not only back to work, but also generating um, a tax base for, for all three entities, both the, the two towns and the county. Yeah, I've, I've uh, reading articles over the years, especially recent years. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the, I mean, it, the, the Speedway went away uh, in favor of off the schedule in favor of some big, big market tracks, so to speak, like what Texas and some of those bigger cities and NASCAR itself spread to those big markets, uh, which is understandable and was good at the time. We all uh, know kind of the growth and then peak and then kind of settling that the NASCAR popularity has gotten. And, and uh, that was the time it was really growing. Uh, and I saw some criticism of, oh, well, uh, the North Wilkesboro Speedway is out in a rural area, and the nearest major city is what, Winston-Salem, Charlotte. 
and there there people are kind of critical saying it's too far away but uh, I think we all know especially those of us from the area and and people that are racing fans uh, racing events particularly oval events but I think any racing event it's a tailgate uh, uh, just an extreme tailgate there's a lot that goes with it a lot of uh, like you said, spending that goes with it. Uh, people will will drive and tailgate for a race in North Wilkesboro, especially with the history. People will come from Charlotte. They'll come from Virginia, Tennessee, from West Virginia, from uh, all through the South. I mean, much like college football. Uh, I mean, some of these college football towns are small towns uh, with major, major sporting events happening in them. So I don't really uh, buy into some of those criticisms that people put on, oh, well, this is why we can't bring a race back uh, in a major series. Uh, I think they can bring back major series and a ton of support series like ARCA, uh, things like that. I mean, even some of the Road to IndyCar that runs some shorter tracks, bring them in there. If they'll run at Lucas Oil up in Indianapolis, they could run at North Wilkesboro. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think I think there's every reason to do it uh, based on just the economics, and I think it would not be a bad economic decision. Uh, and I think a part of that is, uh, and you, and I'm curious to get your insight when you saw this happen last year, uh, so the pandemic starts, the pandemic's underway, uh, sim racing and iRacing, which is uh, our big focus and our big hobby, uh, gets on major TV, uh, network TV, Fox, FS1, uh, and really takes the attention over as, as one of the things, a, a competition for sports fans to watch. And then iRacing releases a scan of North Wilkesboro Speedway, which I, I think was already in the works, but nonetheless, the timing was, was right. Uh, so what were what were your thoughts and save the speedways thoughts as you saw that a North Wilkesboro even if it was virtual a North Wilkesboro race on uh, a major TV network that that I mean that had to be something. Yeah, I mean the the scan had been underway for quite some time, and and in fact, what a lot of people may not know is is that um, when when the track was opened in two thousand nine to two thousand eleven, our racing actually approached the lease group um, in the owners at the time. Um, to see whether there was a way to get it done then. Unfortunately, in 2011, before the project could even get underway, the, the track closed, and, and that kind of effort fell by the wayside to to get done. Um, unfortunately, you know, North Westboro was the last I-race before live racing returned. It had the lowest uh, ratings of all of the iRacing. And I think a lot of that had to do with so many people uh, had already been programmed to the fact that live racing is getting ready to return. Mm-hmm. So they shifted their focus away from it. Um, but to get it on national TV, like the way that it was, I mean, it, it was incredible to see it go um, the way that it is. And, I, and I'm not saying that it, it had dismal ratings at all. I mean, yeah. it had decent ratings. I mean, yeah. it, but, it, you know, unfortunately it, it was backed up against, you know, now we're getting ready to shift back over into live racing um, with a return to, to NASCAR at Darlington and things like that. So yeah. it really kind of pressed a lot, pressed a lot of fans um, that, you know, we're either going to, you know, continue watching this or they were going to shift their attention and focus back over to live racing. And um, we were incredibly happy to see the way that it all turned out. And, and it was really cool with uh, some of the things that they did to uh, bring that track back to life. And, you know, just, just, um, just, to, just what it took uh, behind the scenes to even get it done mm-hmm. was, was an amazing effort all by itself. But, 
just to get it on TV was um, in, in front of people's eyes. Um, there was a lot of people that even reached out to us and said, Hey man, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, Wilkes, <laughs> you know, Wilkesboro was, uh, you know, even still standing. And right. I thought that truck yeah. was torn down years ago or whatever the case <laughs> may be. And it, it, it was really cool to see a lot of people kind of reach back out and say, man, you know, if this track is still standing and they can put, if they can go and scan it for eye racing, then I think we need to get this thing up and going again. Oh yeah, yeah, that, and it was so exciting uh, to be from Wilkes County. We were elated when they announced it was going to come out, um, and to get on track, I was—it's hard to describe the feeling of getting on that track and coming around the, you know, the different elevated straights and seeing that mountain that we, me and my and Tyler here, have driven by for years on 421, and just exactly recognize where everything is. And I mean, that's—it's like you're you're in the simulation and you're racing and you're, you're at home. I mean, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a buzz. I know there for a while, there was all summer, really, there was a buzz in iRacing among iRacers. I feel like if, if North Wilkesboro had racing come back now that it's on iRacing, you'd see people from all over the United States make a pilgrimage to experience the track in person. Uh, that's just my theory, but I, I really could see that being the case. There were so many, uh, so many leagues scheduled North Wilkesboro, so many groups of racers uh, scheduled fun runs at North Wilkesboro, especially in the 87 Cup car that they scanned. Uh, so it, it really got a boost from that uh, in some way, I'm sure, just around the, the country and the world because of iRacing's reach. Yeah, and uh, and I guess transitioning from that, that, that's a perfect way to move into what the future of it could be um, because in my mind, there's two things that I think of when I think of reopening North Wilkesboro. There's two hard questions you have to answer. Um, and what really piqued this for me is I know on the Save the Speedway Facebook, uh, there were some pictures put up of some renderings of what a future reopened Speedway could look like. Um, and it looks incredible. Um, I mean, it's just kind of rough renderings I could see here, uh, view from 421 and all that. Um, a lot of pe- I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to say, if you rebuild it, rebuild it exactly as it is as it was um and not you know make the safety upgrades and all that but keep it the way it was and then I, I know in these renderings it's a you know it's an upgraded facility it's its own new thing uh with the same track um so i guess that's a question i would pose is what w- it's hard to answer that what would be better um in your mind do you think would it be better to make it a whole new state-of-the-art racing facility or keep it to the roots and keep it like it was and just kind of upgrade it, modify it, make it safe uh, for fans and racers? Um, I, I think there's a fine balance that you can pick both, go in both directions. Um, I mean, you, you got to think of this as, you know, kind of like the regular field of you know, NASCAR right. and look at what, what Martinsville did a couple of years ago by, doing a, a retro makeover of the track, but still primarily keeping the track, um, you know, as intact as possible as, as they could. Obviously there's going to need to be some upgrades done uh, at the track. There's going to have to be some buildings that are going to be torn down. There's some things mm-hmm. that are going to have to absolutely be done. That is just no way around it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there, there is a way that you, you can work within those confines to, to, to both, update the track to to modern standards obviously and 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 modern facilities but also keep the charm of the track as the way that it is at the same time by by not going um totally totally um 
or, or I guess like a, I guess like Daytona would be a good example of, you know, where, where everything was torn down and they started from the ground up and rebuilt that stadium there. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, we don't have to take it that far, but I think there's ways that you can work into the confines of both by keeping it that retro and the charm, um, that, that really seems to be what people key in on because the name, the, the, the track, uh, the way that it looks and, you know, just, just that, you know, Wrigley field kind of pilgrimage kind of, you know, early oldies retro kind of deal is kind of you know what a lot of people continue to say to us is you're right don't don't tear this whole place down and start over but but do the things that need to be done put the modern facilities in that have to happen absolutely Mm -hmm. and the safety and things like that but don't go all the way like you know like daytona and tear everything down and start a new right and make it you know there's there's a way to make it an entertainment experience without you know kind of overdoing it there's there is an aspect of overkill there i think you mean of like, like making it too sleek yeah that, think? That, i think of like it's a good example with wrigley field because you have that and then you have a new ballpark or a new football stadium and how everything is just so high tech and all that yeah. there's ways to integrate that i think and I, I would imagine they'd be smart about that and it would you know i, I can't imagine they're just going to totally change everything um but uh, either way, if, if there's race cars going around in North Wilkesboro, I'm not. Yeah, gonna that's complain. right. You're not going to complain too much. Yeah, that's right. always going to be someone that's going to complain. It's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be, be me. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, so is there is there a so this support uh, and Bradley? You, I know you live in, live in North Carolina and you've been following it. So there's uh, support uh, from the governor and some possible legislation. There's of course like uh, Stephen mentioned support right. uh, pledged from Camping World CEO Marcus Limonis who's got a huge presence in SRX, uh, the truck series, uh, and just stock car racing in general. Um, what Am I missing anything? Support well, lo- Local well, support, so grassroots I, I, support. So I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I said on the last show that we discussed this, what I read uh, is that the local governments have to match a certain amount of the state government application of the funding. And if, if I read correctly, I think the local governments have already said they can do that. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. There's there's a local match that has to come along with this ten million dollars. Um, it's about two point two or so odd million dollars in which they've already, um, you know, set this aside and so that they can make this happen. Um, you know, and the same is the same is also true for Charlotte, and the same is also true for for Rockingham. There there is a component that the local government has to put in in all three localities in order for that money to be sent to them. So, uh, but Wilkes County, Wilkes County and, uh, have, has already announced that, that they are going to put that money up or have already put that money up uh, to ensure that, that that $10 million would come from the governor. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I, yeah. I knew I read that. I was just wanted to be sure, but that is, I mean, that's, that's a good call on the, on Wilkes County's part. I mean, yeah. that's like you said, there's, with Lowe's mostly removing its presence, you have Tyson there in the chicken industry, which has been there since you know there since North Wilkesboro was there before. Right. You had Holly Farms and Tyson, yeah. a big sponsor of all the races um, and of the track. So I mean, you've got to have something come in there. You have to have community support. You know, there I I could see a, a true risk of the same thing happening again if you don't have all that support and all that financial backing. But we're seeing so many. I mean, we want you back. Those are the banners that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I know uh, the Parsons family. Uh, I've read about. Uh, I mean, that was obviously that was Benny Parsons, uh, something he wanted to see happen 
was racing come back to North Wilkesboro. Yeah, it um it, when when Benny passed away, um he left a list to Terry his uh his his widow. Um and there was ten things in which he wanted to get done over time, um, you know, after he had passed away. And getting this track reopened was number three on the list. Um so, you know, Terry has worked ever since locally and with NASCAR and the politicians and anybody that would listen to her um, to to make this effort happen. And she was really a driving force into this We Want You Back campaign out there to to put the to get the the stickers, the the billboards, the T-shirts, the banners, the, all the things that you saw um, being posted online and mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. And, uh, you know, she you know, she felt like, you know, you know, that needed to show the owners that the people there still cared and the people would support the effort to reopen the track. And that's exactly what that campaign was all about. And I think you saw that support throughout the town, the county, even outside of the county. I mean, we, we've had people from Canada and New England and all the way from out in like Colorado and places mm-hmm. like that. Um, even had somebody from, uh, some, from, they were in England or uh, somewhere in the U- somewhere in the UK, I can't remember yeah. it. Somewhere over in the UK, even reach out and buy a T-shirt. So I mean, oh, wow. it was really just about showing that support that people really want this back, and especially the people in town. I think you really got that out of the local businesses and all the people around there. Yeah, that, I mean that connects everybody. The I mean the the tailgate fun experience uh, that could be had in North Wilkesboro uh, for I mean goes back to what I was talking about, about the location and the market where that, I don't think that matters. I think it's the perfect market. Uh, it's, I mean, North Carolina itself is a state. Uh, you can drive what five hours. You can be from the beach to the foothills, to the mountains, uh, every bit of landscape you'd want the NASCAR hall of fame, the NASCAR teams. Uh, I know Darlington kind of has picked up that, uh, throwback, uh, theme kind of th- uh, thing, which is great. And Darlington's great. Uh, but I think North Wilkesboro could could pick up some of that j- uh, just fine, and it would fit perfectly. Uh, and you can have racing fans uh, pilgrimage from all of those places and come visit the mountains and visit Boone and Blowing Rock and all the nice spots uh, that, nor- that Western North Carolina has to offer uh, after a week of camping and tailgating and and all of that. I mean, I can just I'm getting myself excited. I'm making a yeah, plan right right now, just thinking about well, it. Well, it, it has it has a niche that it can carve into. Um, And like I mentioned on some of the prior shows, I mean, nostalgia is a powerful thing. um, And there's no place that's got more of it than North Wilkesboro Speedway. Yeah, that's true. You know, that. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's one thing out there that, you know, a lot of people, you know, like to say. And there's a there's a talking point list of all the reasons as to why North Wilkesboro can never come back, you know. And and the number one reason is always location. People mm-hmm. always want to say about the location, but you have to remember that Wilkes County is in with, within three hours of a drive, within three hours of driving of the five, five of the top six TV markets in NASCAR weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from South Carolina up to uh, Central Virginia. So within three hours, you can be within five of the six TV markets that NASCAR is in every single week. 
you you also have to realize that Wilkes County is no different than Martinsville or Bristol mm-hmm. or Talladega or New Hampshire or Pocono or Watkins Glen or Michigan, yeah. Iowa, Chicagoland. Name all these tracks out there that are in the middle of nowhere. Right. Mid-Ohio. Right. They, yeah. they just went to Mid-Ohio this week. Go try and find a hotel 15 minutes from Mid-Ohio. <laughs> I've You're done not it. Going to. <laughs> you can't. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, this isn't Kansas, this isn't Las Vegas, this isn't Daytona, this isn't Homestead. You know, a majority of all of the tracks that NASCAR runs at are in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. There is no hotel 15 minutes from the track. There's not 37 different branded restaurants. There's not 18 different bars sitting on a street downtown (laughs) from the track. You know, that is not where NASCAR runs. And a majority of these tracks all face a similar uh, uh, kind of point of view. But you don't hear that. You don't hear that excuse about, Mm -hmm. well, cool, we're going to go to Road America this year for the (laughs) Cup Series. Okay, great. But again, go try to find a hotel 15 minutes from Road America. Go find 27 bars and 37 restaurants. You're not going to do it. I mean, so, you know, it's kind of like a – it's a lame talking point to be honest with you. And it's a lame talking point in the fact of people don't have any other argument, but to say, well, it's in the middle of nowhere, but they'll drive to Talladega (laughs) or they'll go to Martinsville or they'll go to Bristol and then stay an hour and a half away from the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you completely on that. The location thing, I've gone through my points of why I think, I mean, racing and stuff like that, it's, it's similar to, uh, and I don't even know that people camp as much for even college football, but the tailgate aspect is the same. Uh, but camping, I think, can be a big aspect of racing is uh, is sell campground spots. And uh, Western North Carolina, you're not going to find a shortage of campground spots between the mountains, the New River, uh, and all of that. I mean, there's, uh, there's plenty to, to see and do up in that in oh, the yeah. area. Uh, and yet, here we are. I mean, me and Bradley, we talked about it um, I've talked about the, how iRacing and NASCAR have uh, worked on the Chicago street circuit on iRacing and talking about, are they going to put a Chicago street circuit for real NASCAR? And and it's like, that's so far off base. Let's look mm-hmm. at North Wilkesboro. We don't need to go to a, a Chicago street road course in these cars. We have a perfectly good track that we can build back up and, and we'll probably be way more of a buzz about it than a Chicago street circuit. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that's, that's kind of been something that, uh, well, you know, NASCAR fans over the last couple of years, they've asked for two different things. They want more road courses and they want more short track. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have something like seven different road courses that we're, we go to this year on the schedule. Mm-hmm. But we dropped a short track. Yeah. We no longer go to Iowa, even though that it wasn't on the Cup Series circuit. Mm-hmm. It, it was still a short track that NASCAR went to. Well, guess what? We now have seven, we now have <laughs> seven road courses but now three short tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time to add more short tracks. Yeah. I and agree. that's, that's the thing with California. Uh, you know, they've, they've, instead of rejuvenating an old historic track, or at least even considering that out of the gate, they'd rather demolish this super <laughs> speedway sized track and turn it into a, because it's close to Los Angeles. Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah. Again the thing. I mean, they, yeah, they cover that market, I guess, but <laughs> still it's, it's interesting how they're, they're going to do that. And then they're going to do these street circuits and all that. But yeah. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt in my mind that one day cars are going to go around the track, whether it's the you know NASCAR top tier series. You know, I, it might get there. I don't know that it would start there, and that's fine with me. 
Um, yeah. I, th- I think I'm confident it will get there at one point. Uh, but to see Arkham Menards, to see Camping World Truck Series, and anything in between uh, would be some satisfaction, and I think greatly it'd be a great thing for the Wilkes County and the Wilkes community. Yeah, and that's kind of where I wanted to wrap up, wrap up, and that's asking you, Stephen, as far as uh, your close work with uh, Save the Speedway and, and trying to bring this back. Uh, what's the roadmap? What do you see from today, uh, right now, with all of this that's happening? What's your kind of take or prediction? What What do you see? Where do you see it going? Do you have a uh, a confident view or an optimistic view on on where things might go from today, from here? Well, I'm confident because we 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 had the support that we've not seen in a long time, and that goes all the way from the owners uh, of the facility to outside entities such as uh, Marcus Amonis and SRX to all three governmental bodies within Wilkes County, the governor in North uh, North Carolina, um, as well as the support of the fan base to get this done. And I think not only NASCAR has heard this loud and clear because they are watching the comments. They are seeing the things, the same things that we are seeing. They read the same stories and the same articles online. Um, and so do, so do the owners. And I think at this point, they have heard it loud and clear that it's time to make a return back to North Wilkesboro. Now, it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. They, this, again, it, it has never been an easy effort. If it was easy, it would have been done years ago. Mm-hmm. There's still things that need to, to line up. The stars need to align in certain mm-hmm. things. They still need to pass the budget. This $10 million is just still a proposal or allocation proposal. They have to clear the state budget and the the, the house and the Senate there in the, in, in um, North North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But going forward, um, you know, when these things start lining up, I think you're going to see things kind of uh, moving at a faster pace. And I think SMI has uh, said that in their comments about this $10 million is that they are already looking at the best possible uses for that $10 million so that they can get started onto this because there is a provision where you have to hold five events within three years. And I think they, they see this and they, they want to hit the ground running right from day one. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I, I, I hope it moves fast. Um, but even if there's some movement and we get news, um, or an announcement that something is definite from the state and uh, the owners of the track, um, that would give us something to to hang on to. Um, and I can just envision years down the road, Mike Joy on TV, welcome <laughs> welcoming us all to the first race back in real life, not iRacing, uh, to North Wilkesboro Speedway. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, so what can people do, racing fans that are listening to this right now, that want to support this effort because it's getting so much momentum again, um, and to kind of pile in and, and join the effort to push this forward, uh, what could our what could people listening what can they do to help? Basically, would you recommend the the biggest thing that I recommend and tell people to do is don't stop talking about it because mm-hmm. the more you talk, the more they see, um, and, and that's that's what this effort needs is they need to see that people uh, want this and will support it once it does come back. What I'll tell people not to do is, is that there's so many people that have said over time, well, let's put together uh, some kind of GoFundMe and help the owners out or help somebody out to get this done. I say save that money 
and put it aside so when tickets go on sale, you can buy tickets. Mm -hmm. And that's the best possible way that you can support the track. Yeah, I think that's well put. Uh, so it's Save the Speedway. Search Save the Speedway on Twitter, Save the Speedway on Facebook. Uh, just Google it generally, and you can find it. Uh, and we're going to be right for now. North Wilkesboro Speedway is is virtual and iRacing uh, with, with competition on it. I just drove by the track the other day heading to VIR and uh, snapped a picture of it. I actually put it up on the Mad Sim Racing into the Apex uh, Twitter. Uh, it's it's still there, everybody. It's still there. It needs some some tree trimming and some some updates, but it still stands, uh, and it can still come back thanks to the efforts of Save the Speedway, the people of Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro, and Wilkes County, uh, and that Western North Carolina region. Uh, I think it, it's a special thing to us three here talking because we're all we know the area personally. Uh, but it's it would be a huge boost, I think, to NASCAR to racing fans overall. Uh, Stephen Wilson of Save the Speedway, we appreciate a few minutes with you here today. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys having me on, and thanks for forwarding us. All right, we'll be right back on Into the Apex. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market, and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offer, offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com. We're here on Into the Apex for a very special continuing uh, our special from VIR. We're actually recording uh, live from our North Carolina headquarters, so to speak. Uh, Tyler and Bradley were actually in the same room for the first time in a while. I usually know. Well, we usually were, this, were remote. We were in the same place uh, in Virginia. Well, yeah, we were at the track. I'm not so going to say when that was as to when we're recording this. Right. But. We, we've migrated our way to our North Carolina studios you could say we've got a studio oh, yeah. set up with uh, our mixer and our all of our good equipment that we had at vir uh and joining us on the phone for this episode which is going to be kind of a, a jump around episode this week after the vir episode uh is patrick stein from mad sim racing media and uh, patrick we've got you on the phone uh this time uh and we're going to talk to you about something that we didn't get to this past weekend because we were at vir and it was such a crazy weekend 
but it's something that you and, and all of us on the show have been talking about for a while uh, because you're up uh, north of Chicago, and that's the Chicago yep. Street Circuit, which was released on iRacing uh, last week, and we all grabbed it. Uh, well, think, we didn't all grab it. I, I did not try it, and I've not bought it. So Bradley hasn't grabbed it. I got it the night so, yeah, it was released. So I can contribute absolutely zero to this what conversation. A worthless, what a worthless individual. <laughs> he's oh he's God. good for nothing. I've watched some videos of it. I mean, I'll take your word for it. It looks interesting. <laughs> it looks kind of, I mean, my impression from not driving it, which is probably not a not useful to the conversation whatsoever, but it looks pretty basic. I mean, the scenery looks nice, but it's pretty much straightaways and then sharp right, corners right and angles that's what everybody yeah. says yeah, everybody looks like, says it's straightaways yeah. and right angles it's like yeah. A, yeah it's like nascar wanted to build a street circuit but they did they weren't thinking about how to do it they just thought oh let's just make a straightaway a little corner another straightaway oh this one <laughs> this one has a little a little flare out into it all right patrick uh, yeah, as, as a native chicago and what was your take on this circuit the circuit it, the actual course itself it is very basic it I, is, I will yeah. say it is very basic. I mean, it's cool that they, they were able to go down there during the height of the pandemic and literally at midnight or whatever, and were able to scan this whole area. Cause you know, like this time of the year right now, especially with things opening back up, that is one of the busiest parts of the city of Chicago, you know, mm -hmm. the Buckingham fountains down there Michigan mm -hmm. Avenue, all the big tourist spots are down there. So the fact that they were able to get that, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. How practical is it? I, you know, that's another thing, but driving the course, I think it really varies on the car that you drive it in. I, I've kind of tried a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I tried the next gen. If yeah. I tried the current generation next NASCAR. And I can imagine the, that was pretty difficult. The GTs, the GTs are phenomenal for this course. Which which which, which GTs did you try? What GT three, GTE, GT four, GT three, GT three. I was going to say GTE would probably be too big for this track because I mean at Long yeah. Beach they're they're kind of rough at Long Beach in my opinion. Yeah, they're interesting at Long Beach and then Belle Isle. I mean, I've never tried Belle Isle either. Yeah, it's 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 all where at where it it stacks up against those kind of street circuits. I liked it. I'll just say that. So I drove a uh, IndyCar there. I drove, I think I just drove Oprah. I did an IndyCar and a Delar 01. And let me just say, and this is going to be a controversial take maybe, uh, I enjoyed the Delar IR01 there uh, myself. I felt like there was, it was just dangerous enough, but it was possible to, to race it. Uh, and uh, that was my take on that. The IndyCar was good, but I felt the, the Delara was easier than the, or the 01 was easier than the, IR18 IndyCar. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> phone goes off. How, How many phones do you have, Patrick? That sounds like a house phone. What is it, 1998? <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, you fucking hospital, fucking telemarketer, asshole, motherfucker. What is this, 1998, 1999? Who the Jesus fuck has a house Christ. phone? What are we going to fucking have the pigeon? Pigeon, pigeon with a fucking message coming next. God damn it. Patrick has just told us something about himself as a human being. You have a house phone? Not by choice. 
They, they, well, roped, like, you, they I, roped you into the package deal, didn't I'll, they? I'll talk to you on AOL No, no later. here's the thing is I'm, I'm staying at my aunt's house right now oh, because okay. she's recovering from a stroke and COVID. That's dark, man. So uh, she's got a house phone because, well, she's 70 something years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we, can't, we can't make any jokes. Oh now. boy! That's... If I, you know, if it was my place, no, no yeah. house phone. I went into a room without a house. What actually? Phone. Yeah, that, that that went in. I actually put me into shock because I had not heard a house somebody's home phone ringing. And that ring in a was long a, time. that ring. You don't hear that kind of ring on a cell phone. Yeah, it's That's been a while, little, it, especially with the caller ID. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, starts reading out. Yeah. Well, well, I hope your aunt is doing well. Oh, uh, she is, she's doing okay. Good. <laughs> it, okay. it was just, just stupid hospital call. I'm like, oh, we need uh, money. Yeah. It's like, go uh, screw. Uh, yeah, we we know. <laughs> what that's I'm not like. dealing with that. We do you know what that's you like. Oh yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. through that too. That's they can go straight to hell. Is what I would say to them. <laughs> and that is what we said actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, through that yeah. bill right in the trash can. Oh hell yeah, that's all right. Uh, Patrick, back to <laughs> holy shit! Back, back to the Chicago street circuit. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a hard left turn. That's a hard. That, that would be that turn is harder than the Azerbaijan Grand Prix turns this weekend. <laughs> uh, that's a story. That's a discussion for another uh, segment. Um, oh yeah. So what was I say? I said I did the open wheelers and enjoyed them. You did the GT threes. Bradley did jack shit because Bradley is too I don't cheap own the IR or one or well, the you don't, the, you don't own the track. So you couldn't even if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I'm going to buy the Porsche GT three this week and, and Chicago street circuit. No, because there's no reason what we're not doing anything with that track anytime soon that I, that I've could foresee. Uh, so, I mean, I, I actually need to purchase bell Isle before I purchase that. I, because that's on the Emerson Road Challenge schedule, I think, right? I don't. Or no, it's no. on our IndyCar it's summer on the IndyCar series yes. schedule. That that we may we're doing an IndyCar series as an organization. By the way, anybody that wants to jump in, go to the website. Yeah, it'll be Thursday out. nights. It'll be uh, in replace of the summer break for Cyber Thunder's Thursday night league yeah. that we run. The league, the league, the league that we're loyal to is taking a summer break, break like they usually do. So we're going to do some IndyCar racing. That that was inspired by just our enjoyment of the IndyCar and iRacing. So, but anyway. Chicago, about Chicago Street Circuit. Chicago. Patrick, uh, did you? So you didn't have to wear body armor as you were driving down uh, in your GT3, did you? No, no, but I didn't try it at night. So um, yeah, if you have headlights, I, I guess they don't that, have lights. It doesn't have lights, but I'm kind. I'm kind of interested to try. Try. I want to try it out in a test <laughs> session at night in a GT3. Yeah, with headlights. Why not? Anything that's yeah. Why not? And look out for a man riding a horse down the middle of the highway. What? Oh, God. You know, you're not aware a man of that? Just Google horse. it. Chicago, you man, you man didn't on hear horse. About that? I did not hear about that. That was last that. summer. I watched the video of it just recently. His, his name is the Dreadhead Cowboy. Yeah. And he's riding a horse. Yeah, he was, he was protesting or doing something, but he was a man uh, dressed as a cowboy riding a horse down the interstate in Chicago. Did he have guns? He, no, he didn't. Did he have machetes? No. no. Did he have swords? No. no he was just riding a horse. No. What was he wearing? He. Cowboy he was clothes. wearing jeans, t-shirt, and a cowboy hat. He was wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, that's why they call him a cowboy. You think he watched too many episodes of Westworld? Uh, who knows? I wonder if anybody watches Westworld that listens to this. <laughs> what the? I, I have where no idea we, what the hell Westworld yeah, is. Yeah, where are we going uh, with that? Um, but no, that's that's no, what I think this of. Guy, this guy was literally, he got on one of the busiest freeways in Chicago during rush hour on a horse and rode it for about Nine miles. 
I bet he, oh, he yeah, I watched it for nine months. And basically stopped <laughs> traffic. Was he did he have a, did he have a sign? Was he holding a sign of what he was trying to protest? Something no, like that. It I was think, just right? him no. and then guys on motorcycles around him and they were That's stopping right. traffic. Yeah, the motorcycles. Were the motorcyclists related to what he was doing or they were just there? Yep, they were with him. So he had a layer of security of motorcycle security. Yeah, protect him and the horse. More more importantly, yep. protect the horse. Yes. The horse, which they, I think, actually had to put down recently. So I have a lot of questions. How many lanes was this interstate? Like, are we talking? Oh, we it was talking a huge about? interstate in Chicago. It's, um, I think that was in the local lane, so that's four lanes. Yeah, it was, and the traffic backup was insane. They had helicopter view had, of it, and it was, yeah. I watched the helicopter video, and it was yeah. basically just Chicago PD, one car behind him the whole time. He's just riding. Why don't they just get out and, and then pull Il- him yeah, off the Illinois horse. State Police came by and eventually they he got off the horse himself and they arrested him. <laughs> and that's yeah, it. and then here get get this. I think two weeks ago he pulled a similar stunt, but not on a horse. I think he was um he literally this. stopped traffic, but it was just in like an SUV. That's not. But a, it that's was the less same guy. That's less interesting. But it's the same guy on the same road doing it almost a year Plus later. Plus, it was a Ford Bronco, and his name was OJ. <laughs> no, he was a no. 2020 Ford Bronco. <laughs> Make sure you get it in white, folks. Um, yeah, those things are. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, the Chevy Blade. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk uh, street cars later. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, what my plan would be to get the next gen. NASCAR and paint uh put do a custom paint and put this guy on his horse on the side of that paint and then drive that on the Chicago street course. I'll, I'll tell you what I know they made this for it seems like they made this Chicago street course for the next gen or the NASCAR uh, and that's what they did the pro they did a big marketing push on the Pro Invitational series obviously but I mean we talked about this I think in the last uh, regular studio episode we did. Uh, the hell with the stock cars on these street circuits. That's yeah. not what they're made well, that's, for. Well, that's what I was going to say. IndyCar, GT cars. Well, that's what I was going to say. We have the Chicago thing, and we got it right away. Is there any chance whatsoever that we're going to see the Miami course oh, where everyone is trying to go? That's interesting. Yeah, that is because I'd rather see the Miami course. Yeah. What about the Nashville Grand Prix? Oh, that would be nice. That would be interesting. We we haven't we really want to go to the Nashville Grand Prix. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we, I don't. We, I don't. We really want. I don't to go. see how it would go unless we just yeah. abandon all hope and responsibilities. Yeah, I know. I know. But oh man, that, that street circuit looks interesting, and it's GT America and IndyCar doubleheader type events. Oh, it's, well, it's, yeah, all of those doubleheader events are. I mean, the the bang for the buck in those events that's right. is out, outrageous. That, that's exactly. And when you're right. already in a downtown of a city, you have any number of things you can do. Yeah, it's, it's party, not like it's, it's party central. Yeah, you're not yeah. stuck at a track. And stuck with yeah. the amenities and the you know the food and drinks at that yeah. track and that that course, like we were at VIR this past weekend. It's a fine course, fine motorsport complex it's out there in the middle. Of yeah, nowhere. but but what your options there are incredibly limited as far as food and drink and all that, right. and lodging. Whereas if you're in the downtown city of Nashville, Miami, Chicago, your options are yeah. way out there. It adds that extra buzz to it. Like oh, I yeah. imagine the Bell the Bell Isle Grand Prix. I, I came so close to taking into the apex to Bell Isle. Uh, but that would have been that's next weekend. We're doing the majors 24 Le Mans. I decided not to. Um, so I'm not going to be there. Uh, we're not going to be there. Uh, we're going to talk majors 24 a little bit later with uh, Bruce Perry. Um, but yeah, the street. I mean, I want to get to a street Grand Prix, the Long Beach. I mean, Long Beach, St. Pete, Toronto, Belle Isle next year uh, and maybe Chicago. But I'm, I'm telling you, I don't. 
I just don't care to see if it's the same exact layout with the treacherous walls. These guys were struggling in the in the Pro Invitational. Uh, I don't care to see the Cup cars there. I'm not going to get excited about it. I want to see IndyCar. Uh, I want to see the GT cars or something that's designed for that and drivers that know what they're doing with that. Uh, I don't. I mean, keep the NASCARs and the stock cars away from that. Yeah, it's like we talked about the other week with Coda. I mean, it's it's. I'll watch it because I like road racing, and it's more interesting to me than going around but, but Atlanta. But if you could choose what type of cars you watched at those types of circuits, what would you watch? Obviously, a GT sports car, right. an open-wheel car. Exactly. Not, not those blocks. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so so let's, I mean, I don't know what else, what other thoughts you might have about it, Patrick. I mean, you're a native. The, the, they got the, uh, just like with Long Beach, the finished version of Long Beach, they did a good job with the scenery and the buildings and the graphics, I would say, right? Oh my, yeah, it was astonishing. You know, they had the one Prudential building that's one of the tallest skyscrapers in the city. Yeah. There you could see it from the track. They had um, the one statue on Michigan Avenue there Mm -hmm. where you kind of do that little half circle. Um, They have that. They have the park, like the underground parking garage entrances. Like, uh, I forget what before what turn it is but you come out and there's like a little access road but then there's also like a road and you see like a sign for like an underground parking Mm -hmm. so they they got a lot of good details into it which i'm i'm quite impressed with it's just why why what's the point (laughs) What's the point? You're never going there. Right. Go somewhere where you're actually going to do something. I, you know, go to Nashville Super Speedway or something. Not that I'm like super keen on it. Or North Wilkesboro. Yeah. Go to North. Save the Speedway. God don't knows. take NASCAR to Chicago Street Circuit. Take them to North Wilkesboro yeah, or Rockingham. Yeah. Why expand to something that's not already present? You know, we we don't need. We have a lot of things we could redo and bring back and uncover instead of spending money trying to. Yeah. Do something like that. I mean, it's unless, of course, you have incentives from the local city and all that stuff to do that. I mean, there's a lot of things. I don't know we how don't the know hell about. they would have incentives from the city. I, I know. I don't think city never honest. has fucking money. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no offense, Patrick, to where you live, but when I think Chicago, I don't think, oh, NASCAR would be good down there. You think go Cubs, go. Yeah, exactly. Go Cubs, go. Or white White Sox. No, that's well, nothing. That's all the White Sox. It's just Cubs. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Chicagoland. You have Chicagoland down there. Yeah, it's right in Joliet, right? That's yeah. how far. It's, it's in Joliet. It's literally 30 minutes outside of the city. It Yes, mm-hmm. it's isolated, but and it's not in the city, and it's not downtown and, and all, all the extras, but you are a 40-minute drive away from there. So, I mean, what, what would be the point of having done so much... I was really kind of caught off guard by the amount of push. I think it's great for iRacing, by the way. I think it's great for iRacing that FS1 and, and they did that big, the Windy City NASCAR Race Hub had a little pre-show for it. I mean, they did a great job for it. I'm not going to knock that and be unhappy with that. I think that's great for the sim and for the service and for what we, I mean, we're part of it and trying to be a big part of it. So that's great. That's awesome. Uh, that's what we want to see. Uh, but, it, obviously, why would they go to all that trouble if they're not really looking? And they even hinted at it, of course. It's been hinted at more than once. They're looking at going there in the, with the real cars. Um, 
But my my take on it is this: make the street circuit, make it. Let's have it. It, it I I didn't have a problem with driving it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I've I've heard the complaints about the angles and the in the layout. I'm fine. I enjoyed it, uh, but not in the Cup car. Let's bring other cars there. Let's keep the NASCAR as far away from that. Go to keep going to Chicagoland Oval, uh, because what's what's up with Chicagoland Oval? Like we talked about, trying to embrace it on their Twitter and doing this and that. I mean, that's not going to bring them revenue unless there's something I'm missing. Uh, so why are they so up on it? They Keep their race, because I'm sure they would take away their race, right? They would take away the Chicagoland Oval unless they've talked about not doing that. So I don't know. I just have a lot of questions about it. Yeah, I mean, they already took away Chicagoland's race. They, they're not going to Chicagoland this year. Oh, that's see, that tells you how much I'm plugged into it. Did they have a reason why? No, they... For some reason, they don't have any NASCAR events running at Chicagoland. I don't even think they're running an ARCA race there. Oh, wow. And then there's a there's a drag strip that's in the same complex. NHRA's not even going it's a there. Perfectly, I mean, that's a good-sized track. It's, it's not like it's, it's some a, defunct track. No, it's a perfectly good mile-and-a-half oval, and then they also installed, they have the drag strip there then they also have a, a dirt track there the feel, only only thing getting used is the dirt track i feel like we we do have some homework to do on this then in that case uh and i'm going to throw that out there and and hedge that uh maybe there's been a, a statistical decline at this at the chicagoland oval and they feel they need to do something with this street course to revitalize that market i don't know um i i my thought on it was if you're going to do a street circuit or if you're going to do a new course or whatever, why are you doing it in a market where you supposedly are having issues? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go to a market in this part of the country that doesn't see any NASCAR? Go to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, There's nothing up there. That's yeah. true. There is no NASCAR presence whatsoever up there. Which Sonoma is the it, furthest up that yeah. direction. Although, I mean, I... And that would be cool. Like, imagine a place like Seattle or a place like, you know, if you know where the Gorge Amphitheater is. Let's not get into there. too much. I mean, I feel I, like, I know, I feel I like to have that discussion, it's going to get too political because there's a, I feel it's like true. there's a stereotype of NASCAR and fans. And, and there's that, that area is that. not fitting into that, that stereotype. You don't think right. of, when you think of NASCAR, obviously you think of Southeast and South. And that would be about as far away. I mean, that's like saying there's no NASCAR track in Alaska and Hawaii. But Patrick and I are kind of are both in different points of the Midwest, and there's there's racing fandom up there, and there's dirt track fandom. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. You've got Eldora. Uh, there's a county next to where I live uh, where there's dirt track activity all the time. Yeah, and that's a whole other flavor. I mean, you have your different flavors of racing: the dirt track, the local track, um, road it's not racing, so much. So let me put it this way. What I've learned from living in the South and then living in the Midwest is it's not so much a Southern thing as it's a rural thing. And again, yeah, it's true. not to get political, but that's the breakdown of it. You can just kind of spot yeah. the trends. Yeah, and then you have the upper class people following things like F1, Formula right? Formula One, yeah. yeah it's it's Austin like, Martin. Yeah. Formula One, and also you got GT racing as yeah, well. The Velvet, yeah. the Velvet Rope VIP folks. Yeah, like what we saw at VIR, you know, what we went over with the Porsche Motorsport thing where they had seats covered with look like black linens and uh wine, these hot wine yeah. set out and ice wine and set out you had these buffet, buffet things yeah. that with like uh what do they call it with a little fire underneath where we used to do that for work buffets bradley yeah just, yeah, just yeah. buffets yeah yeah yeah. but fancy it, it was really fancy is what i'm trying to say <laughs> like you might as well have a guy in a, in a white <laughs> double-breasted button suit with a little 
puffy hat on there, and, like the, and coattails. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Pil- Pillsbury uh, Doughboy guy. What? <laughs> Would you like a sample, sir? Yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. Like you had this is, and I know we're getting back into VIR, but we didn't have That's a whole fine. lot of decompression in our last in our show there <laughs> about what we experienced. It was a wonderful experience, by the way. It was just a little hot. Yeah. But uh, I mean that it's kind of a, a sharp contrast being in the middle of nowhere in the country of Virginia in North Carolina there, and you see all that kind of posh type stuff. That's the way I would describe it as posh. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo paddock was a special. Oh yeah, well they had. Did you, if you didn't notice, they, they had, had a, they had a dining deck. tent. Yes, I saw uh, the kind of thing you'd see in an industrial kitchen where you would put these racks of uh, baking trays. They yeah. had some of those there. I where saw there's, the same thing. There's a full I service, the same thing. full service kitchen tent, one of those white pop up tents. Yeah, full service for just the super the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. <laughs> and like we said on our VIR show, the Imza Lamborghini crew was. That whole area was totally sectioned off from the GT America. Yes, they want. It's like they wanted nothing to do with them. <laughs> I mean, they are two oh, two separate scum. sanctioning bodies. Uh, and I will say, yeah. watching that those Lamborghinis come out was probably one of the highlights, other than the Porsches. Well, Patrick, you you drove the Lamborghini in the last Road uh, League series season that we did. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you this: the seeing a bunch of Lamborghinis up close, including the Capex Lamborghini, which won the GT uh, World Challenge race. Um, those things sound in person uh, exactly like they sound on the sim. Uh, yeah, precisely how they sound on the sim. Uh, so they, oh, yeah. iRacing nailed the sim. I mean, even the Porsche uh, sounds. They nailed it exactly how it sounds on the sim. It's beautiful. You're going to see the same cars we saw this weekend, uh, Patrick. I know you're going to join us in uh, Indianapolis for the eight-hour race yeah. with this series, uh, the Intercontinental yep. GT Challenge. Same teams, same cars. Uh, yep. really good quality stuff. Yeah. And we're going to see it at Indianapolis, which is, that's, yeah. I mean, I know it's not like the Indy 500 or the Brickyard 400, but it's still a bucket list just to go there for me. Just even though I only it. live three hours away. <laughs> we'll get you at the Indy 500 next year. Yeah. That, that'll be next year. Yeah. You got to do it. But I know you're, you're uh, focused and your attention mostly on the Daytona 24, which is, uh, are going to be our big, a uh, big peak here over this next year. Oh, 100%. And then the Chicago Street Circuit, if it comes to fruition, we'll be up there. You'll be there. You'll be our point man. We're going to be counting uh, on you to keep us alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the man on the street dodging bullets right. and has his helmet on. If you don't steer us right, we're going to, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to be a bunch of out of towners. Technically, they consider me an out-of-towner just because I live yeah. up in the burbs. Oh boy, you're practically in Milwaukee. Sounds better off that we go to Miami. F1? Uh, yeah. Take a trip down to Miami? F1 Miami? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Go to South Beach? We got to see F1. That's we could take it. the new uh, Ray's Energy, whatever it's called. The new, the new, one of that new, the new Ray's Energy flavor. I think it's South Beach. Baja Lime. No, it's South Beach. I think. It's oh, called, or something like that. I have one but in the refrigerator. Baja Lime. I was like, yeah. that's Mountain Dew. Yeah, it tastes it, good. Yeah, but <laughs> no, Ray's has a Baja Lime. It's tasty. It's a lime flavored. Oh, yeah, it tastes good. Go <sighs> uh, on, buy it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, we're gonna need it for the twenty-four hour race at Le Mans this gonna weekend. Need a bunch of those. We're gonna get into that oh. later in this episode. Uh, Patrick, we're going to let you go. We appreciate you joining us by phone uh, for this little mismatch of an episode uh, coming to you from our North Carolina studios uh, for Into the Apex and Mad Sim Racing at IntoTheApex.com. 
uh, Patrick Stein of Mad Sim Racing Media joining us on the phone, talking a little Chicago Street Circuit, which is available now on iRacing. Uh, they've taken enough of your money. Give them a little bit more. Try this track out. Brand- Why not? Yeah, you, you need to buy the Porsche. You Get need the to buy track. That. I, I kind of want to buy the Lamborghini after watching all the uh, the Lamborghinis at BIR this past yeah, week. Yeah, you're not lying about that. I hear it's hard to drive, and I, I like driving the Audi, but I also kind of kind of want to experience it. Yeah. It's still, Why but, don't you just become part of the 100% club? It's tempting. Yeah. The, what's holding me back is all the dirt content. I'm not, yeah, I don't not want, into that. Yeah, I'm not, just not into that. it right don't now. Need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah, don't go dirt. I mean, I've got the sprint car and I have all the dirt tracks I would like. It's the dirt road content that's stopping me from doing the, uh, and there's a bunch of road courses that there's no reason to really purchase. So yeah, they're not widely used. I mean, it's unfortunately it is a lot. They need to do add some more road courses. I mean, we just got Hockenheim. Right. Yeah, we got but, Hockenheim. Uh, We're going to get Red Bull Ring and that. Are we? So, yeah. Do they confirm out. that? I, I was yes, out of the loop on that. Yes, they confirm that. Okay, okay. I think I remember, the, remember they that. they confirm that. We need some more. We need, what they need to do is update some of the ones we have. Oh. How about that? Well, that's another discussion. Yeah. Another yeah. Oh, yeah. We can go on that all day. Um, Patrick Stein of Mad Sim Racing Media. Uh, he gives us some articles uh, on madsimracing.com. Uh, Patrick, we'll let you go. We appreciate you joining us for this segment. We'll catch you in the studio for the next episode. All right. We'll catch you later, guys. All right, that's Patrick Stein. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. And we're back on Into the Apex, Tyler Bradley. And now joining us on the phone, we've uh, shuffled Patrick out and Bruce Perry. Uh, It's been a while. Uh, Bruce Perry joining us by phone now. We're uh, still coming to you from our North Carolina location. And uh, we're talking the Majors 24, uh, basically the wink-wink 24 hours of Le Mans for us this year and for a lot of teams. Uh, so we, as the owners of the team, I guess you could say, uh, we've been wheels up jet setting around, uh, the East coast, uh, this week, uh, as it's race week and, uh, yourself and Doug Buchanan and Marcus Spry and all the leadership of the endurance team, uh, are buzzing still this week. I mean, we're keeping an eye on it. Uh, and it's just been a crazy buzzing week, uh, for the whole, as far as our team, Mad Sim Racing Endurance team, uh, getting ready for this majors 24 and the competition seems really, really intense and stiff out there <laughs> okay yeah, that's no, geez, that's no. my choice of words <laughs> intense yeah, intense. yeah it's difficult. That, but yeah but let me say that uh yeah we got six teams thank you um and we were finding here very quickly which i think we said in the beginning that the majors has a tendency to draw pop down to their series in the league and um we're finding that out and uh yeah, there's uh, some really, really fast teams out there. And we're, we're um, I won't say we're behind the eight ball, but, uh, you know, we're working hard to try to catch them. And uh, yeah, it's a uphill battle. So, but yeah, yeah, the, the shots are buzzing here. Without you guys, I know uh, you're off just setting around. Um, we've been working hard. Um, all of us have been working together trying to come up with setups and stuff like that for qualifying. I mean, that's how important it is. Getting a top score, we're, we're working and strictly qualified. I mean, these endurance races usually we work on our race setup, right? Um, man, all week it's been about qualifying. Yeah, it's it's usually with obviously if it had been the i racing twenty four hours of Le Mans, it would have been all about um, i rating. But for this, I mean, you're really all the drivers, all the teams are preparing based on just the raw talent of at least three or, or a majority of their teams. Uh, so it's that's become what's most important about it. Uh, so it's really gotten into that, you know, 
the pairings of the drivers matters even more rather than just what their I rating happens to be. Because uh, if you don't, like me or maybe even Bradley, I don't run a bunch of official races. I tend to be running more league races uh, in yeah. oval or roads. So yeah, that's my my I rating. I don't know if it reflects really what. Well, what, I run some some road racing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that's a hard hard way to. I guess classify myself and my skill. What I rating? Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. Accurate. In this case, so so like you said, it's all week. It's it's qualifying, and everybody keeps getting multiple shots at it. Uh, so there's really, I'm what I'm seeing from our guys, and and I know we've we promoted the majors 24 as the Lamas solution, and it has I think delivered up till now, uh, and we'll we'll analyze it after the race. But I'm seeing from our guys, and we have six teams and two pro attempts. Uh, is that they're really pushing themselves uh, and really practicing and really trying to I, I mean they're going at it with laser focus I don't mean to say they don't typically do that but I'm seeing that kind of I you guys make fun of me I say athleticism I'm seeing that I mean <laughs> you know what I mean I'm yeah, seeing that yeah. athleticism it's there. it's there yeah yeah there's definitely a you know there's an incentive and there's a drive right now to get into that top split and you know, to the listeners, the way it works, it's unlike the iRacing special events where they just sort you out based on the average team iRating, the majors is going to sort it out and put you in a split based on your average team qualifying time. Uh, what, your top three guys, whether you have four or five, eight drivers on the team, it doesn't matter, but your top three fastest times are going to take an average. And the fastest, you know, depending on what class you're in, 24 or 20, you know, team um, will make it into the top split, which will be broadcast. And uh, have some other things going on, such as uh, full course yellows and stuff like that, that are only going to happen in top split. So it would be yeah, really interesting to, to get in there. And I kind of look at the entry list. There's going to be some famous, you know, real-life drivers uh, entering. So, yeah, it would be really awesome to get in a top split. And everyone's focus has just been on that. And that's, it's interesting because, yeah, usually we're all about, like, just race pace, you know, working on our race pace. But, uh, yeah, not this time. Yeah, it's, it's different in that way, but it's kind of nice. I mean, I think we were all very excited and buzzed about uh, about this when the majors announced it. I think we're going to have – I'm kind of excited. I mean, we – we get very excited for the iRacing 24s and, and endurance races. We're going to roll right into the six hours of the Glen right after this one. Um, and, and Daytona is our uh, flagship event of the year, no doubt. Uh, but this one's going to have a little bit of a, of a taste to it, I think. And I'm kind of okay with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to, the, to that type of competition. And hopefully seeing our teammates in the same track rather than so many splits. I mean, we're, I think we're looking at, what, six to eight splits or something like that at this point in this one? That's what it's looking like right now. you got two more days to uh, sign up for the team to sign up. Um, but, yeah, it's looking right now like seven or eight splits. Yeah. Uh, and you, as, as somebody that's uh, – obviously, you run our endurance program very well. Uh, and we and you do that because uh, you're very experienced in endurance racing on i racing. Uh, obviously, in our earlier episodes with you, you talked about uh, your re- real life experience in the Daytona 24 on as a crew member uh, on a team. Uh, so, what's your right. take? What's right. your? I'm interested in your take on how the major series, which actually you you brought us onto the major series, so it's something you've been aware of. But what's your take on how they've managed this massive event? 
Because even for them, this seems like a big undertaking. It's a huge undertaking. I don't know, you know, people realize what, what it takes to put something on like this. And, and listen, you, you could do it as a, you know, a little throw together something, run a little event, right? But it, it won't have the same feel or success of what the majors do. Now, they do run a 24-hour race every year. Um, mm-hmm. They usually have something on their schedule, but this is going to be like the, the biggest that they've ever done. And, uh, I forget exactly how many sign-ups they had for teams. Um, probably if you got that available, if you can look on the website. But yeah, I don't know if they got a lot. Yeah, that was, um, they got a lot, a lot of people. And, um, you know, they're going to get out, uh, prizes. There's going to be awards. Like they said there's some physical prizes they're going to get out. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of things for, um, I think like best screenshots, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, best uh, hard charger awards, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've got it like pulled that. up. I've got a, their website pulled up now. Yeah, look and, at the majors yeah, twenty four. Physical trophies, medals, other prizes will be awarded in all splits. Yeah. Only paid teams are eligible to receive, and I think we're all paid teams, right? Just about, just about all yeah. of us. Even we, we obviously wanted to focus on our pro pro selections in GTE and LMP two class, but. Several of our teams have ended up just pulling in and, and supporting the majors and giving themselves a chance, even if it's, you know, Bradley and Ice team, we don't feel like we really will have the pace to make it in, but we still paid. Yeah, and so current stats last updated uh, today, or actually yesterday, uh, 60 LMP1s, 181 LMP2s, 147 mm. GTEs, so 388 cars total you know you know what guys i'll tell you the with these physical trophies and such i feel like i need just in case and and for maybe for you guys i know where you're going with maybe for our because we saw this at vir right maybe for you pro guys uh but us as team principals we need to just get in on this action no matter if any of our teams get a podium (laughs) what do you think i'm thinking bradley uh you're thinking of some champagne (laughs) champagne champagne the shake up all over the living room that's what i'm thinking shake it up over the rig and you got a mess (laughs) <laughs> I think I posted a bottle of it uh, prior to Daytona 24. I still have that in my uh, fridge. <laughs> that, and, and you <laughs> same, you came so close to have, to being able to pop oh, that man. and spray I'd like it. To, I was going to pop that baby and videotape it. Right. <laughs> Get a <laughs> mini one. Yeah. All over the, all over your dog, yeah. your wife. They wouldn't understand. Oh, I yeah. don't feel okay. Yeah. Just yeah. give me a... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I'll take it a little bit too far. I don't know. <laughs> But, um, you got to play on the carpet. But, but, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it becomes an issue. <laughs> but, you know, but, but, but getting back to it, you know, as far as, like, you know, what, what they're doing, so, so the majors, they've been around for a few years. I think they're actually close to something. They're coming up on their 100th uh, race mm. um, as an organization, as, as a league. Um, and they, they, they do a good job of it. You know, they have, they have admins in these races. They have good management, a good organization. So, like we were saying before, if anyone was going to take on this event, it would be, and do it right, it, it would be the majors. Yeah, that's so, you know, that's right. Yeah. Just yeah. for us to, I mean, um, we made a whole episode about it because we trust them and trust their running of it. And so far, I'm, I'm blown away. The, week, the week-long qualifying and the system that's in place and how you can go look at the stats that are updated consistently, I'm... I'm just really yeah. impressed by that. 24-7 practice sessions. Yeah. Uh, we got eight qualifying sessions a day. You know, um, they, they put more 
qualifying session teams, they find that the sessions are getting filled up very quickly. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I heard some people grumbling about 25 hours to enter, blah, 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 pay that, blah, blah, blah. And you didn't have to. You certainly didn't have to pay. But you know what? It's costing these guys money to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's costing to support them. You know, if you, if you think like, hey, I don't have a shot at the top split. Everybody got a shot at winning Fountain and running races. And you can be part of this whole experience. And for them putting this on the way they are, yeah, I mean, 25 bucks for a team, that's, that's well worth it. Yeah, Bradley and I have been. Yeah, we, me, Bradley and I have been critical in the past about uh, pay leagues or pay stuff, um, but that uh, I think everybody got the context of that. Something this quality with the product like this, and you're on, you're an iRacing team or driver, and you're into road racing and team racing. I mean, if these guys make a make any profit, or if they just build up a fund to do future events or or what what have you, whatever they want to do, I think it's uh, it's money fairly earned hard earned uh, and it's deserved because this is the product that we want as a team we're we're all jacked up about this uh <laughs> that's the uh, official term for yeah that. uh yeah yeah so they they did yeah i have no no issues with it whatsoever now and, i'm curious as to how many teams i had last year for 24 hours i never had a chance to look that up yeah. i meaning to um I'm sure they had more. I don't know if they had a thousand like they do for Daytona. Mm. Um, so, um, kind of curious as where the numbers are compared, you know, to the iRacing. Um, but, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, like, they feel like there's more of a stigma, like, you know, this is just a lead. Ah, it's just a lead putting that on. Mm. You know, it's not iRacing. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Dad noticed this stuff, and I kind of liking it a little better than some of the iRacing. Yeah. Oh yeah, right I, I agree. Yeah, and look, look at who's uh, number one on the qualifying right now. It's Williams Esports. Yeah, Bradley's got some stuff pulled up for this. So what are we looking at, Bradley? Tilt that screen around to me. Well, no, the we fastest got. out of all the GTEs right now is Williams Esports. Williams Esports, of course. Yeah, but that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, and the it's pretty dramatic. I mean, the top six or three, three minute forty. Is that Three minute forty five seconds. There's no way we were seeing some fast times. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so so did you see if you click on the on the here thing? Uh, I'm sorry, on the um, driver individual mm. uh, laps, you can see who's on the team. Oh, I see. Who's on yeah. the Williams? And so, yeah, you got Alex Arana. Mm. Um, I don't Martin Christensen. That, that sounds familiar. Um, you know, so I mean, I don't know what their eyelids and stuff are, but looking like at the lap times, I got to imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like our, they're they're so Madsim up there. We were in the top sixty. <laughs> but what's what's the number we want to be in? I I don't know, but to get the top, it's split, it's going to be super competitive. Um, Oscar wheels. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, right now, um, right now, into the apex GTE we are sitting. So Williams is yeah. Williams is number one in GTE and in LMP2. Right oh now. man, it's the team to beat. And in LMP2, I think Roscoe Wheels. We are fortieth fastest in LMP2. Not bad, it's Roscoe Wheels team. Not bad. Now, how many fortieth out of how many is uh? Fortieth uh, out of yeah, it's true. Fortieth out of hundred and eleven. I like that. 
I know yeah, one, right. of, yeah. one of those is ours, and I don't think we've qualified, so, yeah. Bradley and I. And in GTE right now, of course, Williams is the number one car. We are blown it away. Uh, where are we? Doing this live. <laughs> we are 47th. That's the Into the Apex podcast. Car, that's Bru- Bruce is driving yeah. the uh, Corvette, Into the Apex Corvette. And that's 47 out of... We've got a Roscoe Wheels LMP2. Those are our that. pro entries. We've got a power headset Corvette. Um, with some, with I think three guys that are uh, Cody Richardson now who joined us at Indianapolis is in that car. Now are we qualifying? I don't know. With I don't our know. ITA, we LMP2. might. We can try it. I don't. I mean, our pace is going to probably not make the cut, but you're you're going well, to try. Listen, you won't. Yeah, you won't. You know, if you don't make the cut for the top split, it's still that time is going to put you in your split, right? Yeah. So you kind of. I think you got to take a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember reading anything about like what would they do if you didn't take a time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. I think we, Bradley. I think we should. Now Bradley's got. I would like to. I would like to try. Bradley's got pulled out, Bruce. uh, Some of the notes, some of the patch notes for my racing this week. Obviously, we got uh, the new Porsche GT3. We got some. I think Formula V. Got Red Bull Ring or something Mm like that. Well, well, actually, with Red Bull Ring, that's supposed. It's done. They're just waiting on final approval. Whatever that means. So it's probably going to be delayed. Okay. So it'll Um, it'll become not Red Bull, uh, but like iRacing Ring. No, it's it just says (laughs) all it says is like Coca Cola Speedway all over again. It says it's done. They're just awaiting the track. Uh, to review the signage in oh, the sim. Jesus. And oh, my it'll God. Come out. Yeah, St- and, rubber stamp and that and money. crank it out there. Make your $14. Yeah. yeah. But, but iRacing might not be able to run a major event at Speedway. Oh, yeah, if that's not <laughs> yeah. just right. Oh, yeah. So, Bra- so I think of most concern <laughs> for all of us going into this Majors 24 are the car physics that are, in some cases, changed quite a bit, including for the Corvette GTE I saw. Uh, I know, see. Bruce. You're you're a little. You've not had a chance to review these re- release notes today. Bradley's been looking at them. No. I yeah, caught I caught some of them about the Corvette. Bradley, got Bradley, what now. are you looking at? Uh, uh, what are you seeing? Uh, well, for the Corvette, all the tire parameters have been updated. Um, all of the aerodynamic stuff's been changed. Um, in in car engine sounds have been improved. Thank God. We'll we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. Um, a lot of that stuff has changed. Um, I'm moving up here to the BMW M4 GT3. We know that it just got final approval for a competition. Um, everything about that car has been changed. Oh, jeez, um, I didn't see that. A this lot is breaking of, uh, news for me. Breaking all, news. Yeah, all the sounds, including the engine gears, ignition, transmission, turbo, and rev limiter have been changed. Background effect sounds have been updated. M- new IMSA decals have been added. Um, at pretty much everything about that car is different, so I'm eager to try that one out. Are the kidney stones? Yes. And, so, uh, did you see the major's response? I don't think so. Okay. So, one of the things that we put in email, I'm reading it now, uh, regarding the season three build, um, we're hoping that nothing changes for the cars in the race, but here's how we'll handle it uh, if there's any major updates on If a car or class of cars becomes slower after the build, then all of the pre time set for that car slash cars prior to the bill will be invalidated. Mm. If a car slash cost remains the same or it's faster after the bill, then all previous times will remain. 
What a pain in the ass for the majors to have to deal with this now. Yeah, the week of the event. well, it's not like iRacing is coordinating and saying, I, well, "Hey, we're gonna that's, we're gonna hold true. the update till after the majors 24." Yeah, I, somehow the ACO is behind all this. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, here's the thing, right? If there is a change, that's going to be tomorrow or Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday's um, when it's coming out, yeah. Mm. All right, so Friday night is the last chance to qualify. So mm. just push your scenario. So something's changed. Cars are slower. Most people are going out there and buying setups from some sort of team or, you know, DRS mm. or somebody to buy setups from, right? Uh, those guys are going to have to scramble, mm-hmm. make adjustments. Who knows when their setups will be available for purchase? And then what? You, you you got no time to practice it or try it out, really. Yeah. I mean, Friday's it. Friday night's it. Yeah. Um, and we got a race on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so what a, what a shake up for all teams. I mean, you talking about our yeah. team, big teams, uh, all. I mean, that's a lot of people in this race that are on the entry list that are, that may be scrambling, uh, come just days before the the main event. I mean, it's dramatic. It is dramatic. And we're right there with everybody else because we have a team that we're fielding these six entries, including the two pro attempts, and uh, we we kind of don't know what's going on with that. We don't we don't know how it's going to end up. I guess I'll better say. So. Right, right. I mean, it doesn't look like there's anything happening to the LMP two, right? Yeah, well, that's good. That's what we're driving, Bradley. So yeah, so we're safe. We're safe in that. Not that we've been practicing safe. a whole lot, right? <laughs> we we're yeah, going I mean, in. We know going Le Le in, right? We know Le Mans. Le Mans I, is. I, I, <laughs> We're all about yeah, lands. I looked last night and I didn't see any qualifying times yet for that, for that team. <laughs> we're Bruce. We're, we're jet setting all over the East Coast in the five hundred. I know, VAR. Exactly. I, I almost feel like there should be some way I, I can just take the car out, practice for you guys, test it, do the shape. <laughs> we're in yeah, a, we're in the private we're in the private MSR jets. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on with us. Yeah. Uh, strike, uh-huh. Shaking hands, kissing babies. That's what we're doing. Now I know where all the sponsorship money's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a jet ski somewhere. Yeah, we have a jet ski. Yeah. That's an inside uh, <laughs> reference. Go back to episode, what, <laughs> five? <laughs> You'll get that one. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, but, yeah, so countdown is on. And, uh, you know, I see we got uh, three or four guys practicing right now as we speak. That's right. This is is a busy week. I'll be we'll be back on the road. I'll be getting back up to uh, get jump in that LMP two, and uh, you know how I love practice, Bruce. I'll be on that track doing some laps. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Friday laps. night you'll be on doing track. doing a little lead follow. You know, a little human centipede with five of you guys on the track, mm-hmm. just uh, mm-hmm. weaving, bobbing and weaving on the <laughs> the Mulsanne straight. <laughs> What's cool too is. Uh, the majors actually, you know, they, they promote this. It's out on social media. They got screenshots of all the yeah. teams practicing and everything. You know, they, they really, they really do a good job of, you know, bumping yeah. it up and stuff. So it's, it's the roar, the roar before, the roar before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I'll be trying another qualifying run a little bit later tonight, and uh, I'm sure most of the guys will be. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll give them hell. Yeah, you and Doug have been whipping these guys. Uh, well, they're they're they don't need a lot of whipping because they're motivated guys. But no. everybody's doing a good job uh, representing our our organization, 
our great sponsors, uh, this podcast sponsoring two entries, Roscoe Wheels sponsoring the Pro LMP2, Great Hire HR sponsoring a Corvette. We've got, we're all Corvettes in the GT, I believe. We got powerheadset.com sponsoring a uh, Am Corvette. Um, so yeah, we, we're we're killing yeah. it with these entries here. We, we we kind of figured that you know the Corvette felt the best, and the other thing was like if we got three teams working together on one car, um, we're going to set up and stuff like that. Then you know we could put all that uh, information together, we can acquire a lot more information quicker, and uh, put it together. So, um, and I think we we got a good setup for for the race. Um, right now, it's just a matter of trying to get some speed for qualifying. So, yeah, we'll see what happens after Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, and I left out, I was just thinking, I left out the Bad Weather Brewing Company LMP2 is back from uh, the last time we saw that car was at the Daytona 24. Uh, it's back for more action as well. Bad Weather Brewery yep. actually puts these races on on a TV in the brewery anytime we represent them. So that's pretty cool over there in St. Oh, yeah. Paul. That is, that's fantastic yeah. to hear that. Uh, yeah, Jeff uh, from... Bad Weather Brewery is uh, very supportive of the team, and uh, you know we're glad to have them on as a sponsor for this podcast and for that team. That's right, and uh, so good stuff. We got six entries, including Bruce Perry, who's who has joined us here for this segment, pilot uh, as co-driving uh, the Pro GTE Corvette into the Apex Corvette entry uh, into the Majors Twenty Four. You can follow all of our teams, including the two into the Apex vehicles, on Saturday, June twelfth. Go check it out at thepacificmajors.com and check us out at madsimracing.com and click the endurance link uh, to view our endurance team record uh, and to join our endurance team. Whether you've got no experience at road racing or a ton of experience, uh, Bruce will get you fit in there uh, in some kind of classification and we'll find a, a group of co-drivers uh, to get you in uh, into good shape. Uh, so Bruce, we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, find a home for everybody. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, every, every level. Yeah, we've had a, a ton of people come on in the last year that started out with no yeah. endurance experience, and they're hooked on it. Yeah, we and got it's easy to get hooked oh, on yeah. it. We've it got a training you. program, and we've got people that are very supportive. Um, but Bruce, we appreciate you giving us some time uh, as we lead up to this big event uh, for our team and for a bunch of road teams. And uh, happy practicing. Yeah, I'm going to get back at it right now. Thanks for having me on, guys, and, uh, you know, stay traveled. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.